Uh, hello? Is this thing on? Well, guess what? It's a DadCast podcast. I'm so sorry. I know I'm a day late, but guess what? I'm here, and I'm alive, and I'm doing this podcast. So, um, I've got a lot to cover today. So, let's begin. Hello, 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 hello. Welcome back. Today is, um, unfortunately today is Saturday, so I'm a day behind, but today is May 13th, and I believe this is like the 17th or 18th episode of that cast podcast, and, um, thanks for coming back. Thanks for listening again. Uh, it's been a busy week, busy couple of days as well, so, um, got a new schedule at work, so, um, been having to start early, and then I had a dentist appointment yesterday morning, and... I had stuff going on Thursday afternoon, so I just couldn't do the podcast in time. Sorry. And I was just really tired of shit last night and went to bed uh, as soon as Jaden went to bed. So, priorities, but it is what it is. It's been a co- uh, tough week. Jaden's been uh, back to his teething routine where he's just crying every hour, hour and a half in the middle of the night, waking mommy and daddy up. Um, Gosh, man, I don't know how Brittany does it. Like, she's just, I don't wake up from noises. Um, Britt knows that, and she just doesn't even wake me up. But when times that she does need me to take over, of course, I'll wake up. But uh, most of the time, she does it herself, and it's amazing. Like, I don't, I don't know how she gets up. and But she's been really tired lately, so um, I told her to just, I mean, hopefully she can just wake me up and I can help out a little bit better. But, uh, it's not my fault, I'm sorry, I really do try, but I just don't, eat, like, I don't wake up to noises, um, but the moment she taps me, I just jump out, and I, like, practically jump out of bed, my heart's racing, and I'm, like, panicked, so she kind of cracks up with that, but, um, it's not as bad as her rolling over in the middle of the night and screaming Pepsi, and then going back to sleep, and I'm like, what? Huh? She had totally no recollection of her screaming Pepsi in her sleep, but it was pretty cute. But either way, um, this week, Jaden's been eating a lot and a lot more solids. Um, He's just been a crabby baby, you know, his gums hurt, so he's kind of crying about everything. Um, You put him down in his chair and he just looks at you like all upset and now he's getting more scared of things. Like he used to love the vacuum cleaner, like you can carry him and vacuum. And he'd love it. And now whenever he hears it, he, like, starts panicking. Like, he's about to scream and cry because he's terrified of this thing. But, uh, and then yesterday I was holding him on my lap. He was just standing there and I made a really big yawn. Just a yawn. And he started crying as if he was, you know, being tortured. And it was just, oh, poor baby. But, I mean, once in a while he'll sleep for, you know, extended periods of time. But nap-wise... No, it's like 15, 20 minutes, maybe even 30 minutes, and I'll just wake up and cry. It's tough, but uh, I don't know. Hopefully he's um, he's just get, getting bigger and stronger. You know, he's eating more and more solids. Um, at least maybe once or twice a day we try to feed him solid food. Um, his stomach doesn't quite understand how to digest it properly yet, so he's having a little bit of trouble with um, gas, and I believe he's just having tummy aches, and he cries, and, I don't know, so, um, 
we've we've been giving them anything from carrots to sweet potato and peas and they say that if you try new foods at least wait a week until you try something else new because if he's allergic to it or his stomach doesn't like it then at least you can kind of um identify what it was that was making his tummy hurt what was a different shading factor you know like if you give them all three at the same time then you don't know which one of those his stomach doesn't like but at least if you do one at a time um you know you'll be able to figure out which one it is also um he's been sleeping in his rocker um it's just a little rocker that we have uh next to our bed he sleeps on that but uh we're slowly trying to wean him to go into his crib but he likes having the sides so every like I mean, like every hour, if he's sleeping in the script, he'll wake up because he doesn't feel anything on his side and he doesn't see us or he doesn't hear us. So he freaks out and starts crying and just screaming his head off. And But Brittany can't stand him crying. So we're slowly, gonna, we're slowly kind of working on, um, you know, just letting him self-soothe when he's in the crib because he's getting too big for his rocker. Uh, he's maybe got a couple of weeks left in that and, uh, He's just gonna have to force himself to like sleeping in his uh in his crib, and I have to adjust the crib because he is getting taller. And I think six to seven months is when they start picking themselves up and standing. So I don't want him um standing up in the middle of the night and we're asleep. And if it's right now, it's in a really high setting for almost newborns. So if he were to stand up, he would just fall off the side. So uh, it probably goes to his like mid thigh. Um, the way it's set up if he stood up on the bed but yeah i mean he's just he's good though i mean we got him some brick got him some new clothes and he got new little nike sandals got a little new nike outfit and he's just he's ready for summer he loves being outside mommy loves being outside and of course i love being outside so uh the days are getting nicer and nicer less rain and we'll go outside and hang out um i'm planning to bring him to my work picnic on the 20th of may so for all you listening that I work with, uh, if you want to go to our picnic or if you want to see Jaden, you should go to our picnic and go, come hang out with him. Um, yeah, so t- this week has just been a crazy week and it kind of started. Um, so, OK, like, I'll give you a little bit of background. So March of 2015, um, this is a story that I've kind of been telling everybody here and there, but I'll try to get in more detail about it. March of 2015, me, my buddy Ryan, Brandon, and my cousin Paul wanted to go to Florida for Daytona Bike Week. So we needed something that could take four bikes down to Florida. And um, so something like a trailer and a pickup truck. So we went to, I went to Enterprise and rented myself a trailer since it was like my cousin and I were really at this time like the only the old one older ones that could rent a, a car or a truck and you need to be 25 to be able to rent a car in illinois so um or with, without extra fees so i went ahead and rented a pickup truck got a pickup truck and we're like well we could put two bikes in the pickup truck but we still need a trailer of some sort even if it's an open trailer so we could put two more bikes um in the back of it so you know tow a trailer with two bikes. So I got on this Facebook page called Ride Shy. Ride Shy is pretty much a biker community in in Chicagoland area, and it's one of the most popular. 
um you know they have anything from there like people trying to sell motorcycles gear whatever it is and people just you know try to make friends with each other and so um they i posted on there hey looking to rent a trailer um if anybody's got one that i can take to daytona and people were apprehensive because you know illinois to florida like a lot can happen to a trailer and one i could just dip out and steal their stuff and you know people were really apprehensive I got a message from this guy called Jonathan. I'm not going to mention his name because um, you figured out why. But his name's Jonathan. He messaged me. He's like, hey, you can borrow my trailer. No problem. I go, okay. How much are you looking to charge? He goes, for free. I was like, free? I was like, okay. Uh, too good to be true, right? So we stayed in contact. Uh, as the day came closer to me picking up the trailer, um, went to go pick it up from another person's house, uh, Mark. And so... John's like, yeah, just, you know, no charge, just, uh, just borrow it. Let me know, um, you know, when you're going to bring it back and that's it. So my friend Ryan and I, who I went to Florida with, picked up the trailer with his truck and it was a really nice trailer, mind you. It was like a $3,000 trailer. It's one of those nice Kendon trailers that stand up. So it doesn't take up much room. You could fit in your garage if you wanted it to and you could fit it standing up. So, got the trailer, put it in, put the bikes on, went to Daytona, brought it back, and returned the trailer to John. Easy peasy. Um, and that was March of 2015. So, for the next year, year and a half, um, I befriended John. You know, I did several motorcycle, um, what are they called, track days. And several times I called him and I was like, hey, I'm doing this track day if I could borrow your trailer. Um, no problem, you know, and he was just more, he was always generous and always would let me borrow his things like trailers. And then when Brittany got pregnant, I needed to pick up a, um, a crib and dresser. Sorry, my mouth is really dry. I went to go pick up a, a dresser and I was like, Hey, do you know anybody that would have a pickup truck that I could borrow? Cause I don't want to rent a pickup truck. And he goes, Oh, yeah, I got one You, if you want to borrow it. And I was like, cool, you know. So for a year and a half, like anything that I pretty much need to borrow from him, uh, he let me borrow. So when I went to go pick up uh, the crib, at this point, I had already sold my motorcycle. So I needed to sell some of my motorcycle gear because clearly I won't have any use for it. So I had a um, Dynasty motorcycle jacket, which was retailing at about $500, I think. I needed to sell that for about $300. Um, I had a, I had two Senna communicators and it's these Bluetooth things that you put on your helmet so you can talk to each other, helmet to helmet, um, and an Ogeo backpack, Ogeo like motorcycle backpack. And I needed, uh, hundred dollars a piece for the Senna and hundred dollars for the backpack. So in total, $600. John's like, Hey, yeah, um, I'll give you the money when you drop off the trailer, just bring this, bring, you know, bring the equipment with you. And I was like, okay. So I drop off the stuff, um, drop off the trailer, and he's uh, and he was at work. So he's like, "Hey, you want to just?" Um, it's like I'll give you the money next week if you know I'm at work or whatever, wherever he was. And I had no reason to doubt the guy for the last year and a half. He's been he's letting me borrow pickup trucks and trailers and whatnot. And so I leave the stuff and I leave. A week later, I was like, "Hey, um, you know, Britt and I are moving. I need the." I need to, I wanted to use the money to buy a bed. 
you can help me out. You know, if I can have my money for the gear. And he goes, uh, yeah, yeah, I'm at work, though, so I'm out of town. And every week, you know, it just changed, like a different excuse, a different excuse and change. One day, I was texting him, texting him, nothing, nothing. And I went to go call the number, and my number was, and the number said it was not available. So either he disconnected the number or he had blocked me. Reached out on Facebook, read his message. He's like, oh, yeah, I got a new number, man. It's like, okay. Let me get that number. He's like, yeah, I'll call you. What's your number? And he asked for my number. Guess what? I never got a phone call. Never a text, nothing. And then I get back on Facebook Messenger. Guess what? He was gone. He had blocked me on Facebook. I was like, what the fuck, man? Like, I don't understand. Like, he was like, it doesn't make sense. None of it makes sense. And I was consulting my buddies over. He's like, what? He's like, he has all these things. And he has like 15 motorcycles, which I have seen myself. And he has like six cars and supposedly three houses. And I've seen two of them because two of them is where he keeps all his gear and whatnot. So I'm like, okay, like something weird is going on. You know, like he's just ghosting me. So I'll find him on LinkedIn, message him, and just constantly message him, message him. And about a month ago, I had my work cell phone, and I texted his number. I was like, hey, John. And I got a response that says, who's this? I didn't do anything after that. Waited until about a week ago, last Friday. Um, I messaged the same number again. I go, hey, John, what's up? He goes, hey, what's up? Who is this? I didn't respond, and about five minutes later, he calls the number. I answer, I go, hey, John. He goes, yeah, man, what's up? Who's this? Because I'm calling from my work phone. He goes, I go, this Jeff. He goes, Jeff who? The guy who sold you $600 worth of motorcycle shit, and you never pay me for it. Silence. Silence. Hangs up. I was like, oh, I don't know. I was like, I texted him. I was like, dude, don't be like that, man. You know you owe me money. Like, just give me my money. Or give me my gear back. It's been since August 2016 that he had my gear. And he hadn't. I hadn't seen any money for it. You know, not even a dollar. A hundred bucks for one of the things. You know, if he doesn't have the money for it, just give me my stuff back. Nothing. And so, it just, for the last week, it's just been, like, burning a hole in my mind. In the back of my head, I guess is what you'd say. But, so I got on the ride track group yesterday morning or Thursday morning. I was up at 5 a.m. and I mess and I wrote a post and said, "Hey, um, I needed someone to shed some light into this and explain the whole situation of how John was this guy that was lending me his stuff, and then when I sold him my gear, he just kind of disappeared, you know. And I had a conference call, so jumped off, got on a conference call, and when I got back on my phone, there was like 20 different." comments and messages and i had four facebook messages and a facebook voicemail and there was people telling me of all the ways they screwed that he screwed them over and and so um yeah so we're just um i was just dumbfounded like there's all these people like did apparently he was borrowing money from people to go get his windshield fixed so he can go see his daughter in Iowa and mind you this is a guy he's like dude I make five thousand dollars a week I have all this shit I don't need to rip people off but yet there was just so many people online saying how you know how they fucking 
got screwed over by him. And I get a message from this guy, Mike. And Mike is the admin. And he's kind of like the founder of Ride Shy. He gets a, I get a message from him and he goes, yo, stay tuned. Shit's about to go down. I just added Nicole's mom. So a little bit of background. Nicole was this girl who unfortunately died on a motorcycle accident. I think she was on the back of somebody's bike. She died on a motorcycle accident. And Jonathan approach Nicole's mother this is per Nicole's mom's story so I'm not it's not like I'm making this up but you guys can see it on the ride side Facebook page but um John approached Nicole's mom at the funeral and said hey I'd really really like to help um you know I think we could sell Nicole's motorcycle for five thousand dollars or so and the money could help pay for the funeral costs guess what motorcycle was sold and Nicole's mom has not seen a penny from the from the sale of it so real scumbag shit like he literally stole money from a dead girl took advantage of their family of her family and yeah and so he blocked me on Facebook so unfortunately he couldn't see all the stuff that people were saying people were tagging him on like you know my post but um He's, you know, he can see it and, but people were telling him that I had posted this and people were writing these things about him, but he really, really wanted to defend himself with some lies. So he got on there and he made his own post, which I unfortunately could not see. And he was talking about how, um, people keep messaging me about this shit, about just Jeff Popolon, he's a little lying bitch and all this. He's like, um, he said that I gave him. That when I returned a trailer, it was damaged, and that my gear was collateral for the damages, and that he would give me my gear back if I gave him seven hundred dollars, which would cover the damages of this trailer. First of all, when I gave him my gear, it was a year and a half after I borrowed the trailer. I actually borrowed the pickup truck, so that in itself is a lie because. I didn't borrow a trailer when I gave him my shit. So, and he's lying and all this, and um, and people were like asking him, "It's like, what about Cheryl?" And like, you know, she uh, she's asking for her money, and he his excuse was that money was donated to the church. Dude, it was not your money to donate to the church. You needed to give it to the parents and let the parents decide what they needed to do with the money. It doesn't matter what the fuck, you know, they were going to use it for. But then he went on and started, like, just discrediting the, the the parents. It's like, oh, well, you know, I donated $800 to the funeral, Cheryl, so what did you do with that money? Kind of just avoiding the whole situation that there's $5,000 worth of, you know, like, money that he got from the motorcycle that he didn't get away, that he didn't give to the parents. And now he's just kind of redirecting everybody to like hey i gave money i donate and all this shit and excuses to everybody that was messaging him and texting him because everybody was pissed everybody wanted their money he's like i have um he's like dude i fucking make five thousand dollars a week five thousand dollars a week scamming people you know like bro he's like such a fucking liar and then people just kept coming up like there was a girl that came up talking about how 
you know, she he had an investment opportunity and kind of took advantage because she was kind of homeless and um and talking about how he'd help her out and then thirteen hundred he needed she needed fifteen hundred dollars uh for now payment to this one foreclosed home and then she gave thirteen hundred dollars so she had two two hundred bucks left and then ghosted her of her money blocked her everything like this dude's just a total fucking scumbag and i'm kind of glad that i brought it up but he started lying about me talking about i borrowed his shit i damn i would cause seven hundred dollars in damages and you know and the like <laughs> i'm just so mad right now but seven hundred dollars in damages and that i actually owed him money First of all, if I owed you money, why would you, why would I, why would you block me? You'd want your money, you know, you'd, you'd want to do everything in your power to get a $700 back. Yeah, you might make $5,000 a week, but $700 is a pretty good chunk of change. And I was getting mad, like I was getting annoyed because this guy was just making up lies after lies and I couldn't defend myself because he blocked me. So guess what? I made a second Facebook account. And I got on there and I told him, you're such a fucking liar. Like everybody, like I called him out. I had proof, written proof, text messages saying that he'll buy my gear and that there's nowhere does it say collateral and all this shit. And he's like, oh, I can't. He's like, yeah, it's like, oh, it's funny. Like just fucking lying about this. I literally went down the post and there was like 300 posts. I went line by line. Everything that he said, I countered with the truth and I had written proof him talking about how um you know like the um, um caused seven hundred dollars in damage and the people were even like backing me up on that like ryan because ryan was the one that returned the trailer you know ain't no way there's seven hundred dollars in damages to an open trailer it's literally a metal trailer there's no like housing on it there's nothing that could be that could be worth seven hundred dollars in damages and this guy was just fucking lying through his teeth and he had no defense and people were on there. It's like, hey, you owed me this. It's like, yeah, you owed me that. And he was just, he had making up lies. And he, he, the way he writes, it doesn't even make sense. You know, so um, lucky for me, I have uh, I have some lawyers on retainer. I guess it's what you consider it. So what I'm actually going to be doing is um, I'm trying to make a case uh, against this guy. I know it's only $600, but the principle of it is he's screwing over a lot of people and a lot of people have given up because they actually felt like, you know, it was just a one-off situation and they're just SOL, like the girl with 1200 bucks. She's a college student and she could really use that money. And I'm the, I mean, I'm not defending her story because I don't know the full extent of it, but I have to defend mine because the, the guy really owes me 600 bucks. And I know it's not, it's only 600 bucks, but if I can you know, bring this guy out and put his bullshit in the limelight, then I'll do that. You know, he's acting so petty, so I'll do what I can to, uh, to fight him in court. So there goes that. So if you guys, uh, you guys come across a bald guy named Jonathan, uh, you probably, uh, probably shouldn't be trusting him, but now he's moved to Valparaiso. Um, he's, a chef at this one restaurant. Um, so, you know, it's kind of hard to track him. And I know where he lived here, but I also found out that the houses that he supposedly had here, none were his, none were under his name. 
and um people were messaging me like half the motorcycles that he owns aren't even his or half the motorcycles that he had aren't even his and some of them don't even have titles and good vet numbers and yeah he's just um all-around scumbag and i've kind of posted this story because it's my truth on every facebook page that i know that he might be involved in especially ones in northwest indiana and um you know just call him out on his bullshit and unfortunately i think he's kind of brainwashed um he just had a baby so his baby mama is kind of believing every story that he has which is kind of unfortunate because if he can get away with all these things he's lying about then i can't even imagine what you know what lies he's told her i know people have shared stories of him even after he's had this girlfriend of messaging other girls on Facebook and you know trying to hook up and whatnot and it's just sad. Just an all around scumbag. You know. So um yeah. It's been a rough couple of days as far as that goes. Been dealing with that and kind of defending my name because this guy's you know just making shit up and I told him that I was like John you're scumbag. It's like literally you're making shit up. It's like that. It's like I could sue you for fucking lying about me in public, you know, in which he was. And guess what? He deleted his post right after I said that because he knows that he was lying and we had it written. So, um, so yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Happy Dad Gas Podcast, right? Um, Saturday morning now, so I'm gonna be playing golf today uh, for my boy Ryan and with for my boy Ryan with Peter and Jim. Ryan's gonna be married in about a month, so it'll be like a little mini morning bachelor party. Yeah. Aside from that, um, follow me on Dadcast Podcast and Facebook, and uh, if you have Twitter, follow me at Dadcaster or at Jeffrey Poo with an H. And of course, like us, share, do whatever you got to do. Tell everybody, spread the word. And um, we'll see you next week. Bye-bye.